Well, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's been moments since we just ended the podcast we recorded for last, that became last week's episode accidentally because we started talking about Star Wars. But we're back. I'm Jesse Mercury. I'm here with Douglas Gale. We're Hello. here to talk about Arrow season three, continuing our Arrowverse year three discussion. What's the, can you do the opening uh, music swell of Arrow? <laughs> I can't do it, but in season three, they've added that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it go? Well, it's, it's actually the CW. Music, oh, it is the CW? Because it's on 100. Uh, it's on the 100 also. I didn't catch that. That's the first time I noticed. I thought it was Arrowverse, but it's also on the 100. Interesting. How does that go? It's like, uh, I don't know. I can't think of it. I thought you might because you're more musically minded, but that is such a background. It's like, do, 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 or something. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. that was something else. I don't know. But I, can, I can see it. Now they're going to very fluty. And then on the flash, there's like a... Whew. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, in season three of Arrow, there's like a... Wow, wow, wow. We didn't talk about that about the flash. One of my favorite things about the flash is they do a lot of uh, teasers, uh, stinger teasers in episode before uh, the credits where like the episode will wrap up and then it'll be like flash. And then there'll be this whole other scene that's often oh, disconnected at the end of every episode. It's they not, do that. It's not every episode, but okay. it's I love that. I, I love do too. that. It's so good. Yeah. Cause in the arrow, they show like the arrow symbol and you're done. They're, it's it. They're right. out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's talk about season three of arrow. So what, what are the general arcs that we've got here? We've got flashbacks of Oliver Queen in Hong Kong, which is his third year being quote unquote on the island, right. even though he's not even on the island anymore. Right. Him missing. Yeah. And that is all paralleled with what's happening with the League of Assassins, with Raza Ghoul. Right. That's modern days. Is yeah. The League modern of day stuff. Yeah. Right. We have Sarah's death at the hands of, of Roy. Nope. <laughs> of maybe Thea, but, or maybe nobody. Cause I really don't believe that she's dead. Uh, we have Malcolm well, Merlin okay. in the at background. The, at, contemporaneously, at the moment, she's dead and buried in the ground. Right. People have t- mourned her death. It's tragic. Yeah. She was murdered. So who is responsible for it? You know, it, whether she comes back to life or not, <laughs> right. is beside the point. Right. So yeah, on this season of the show, basically Malcolm Merlin has using some using using some drug mind to, control drug c- to make Thea Queen kill. Sarah Lance right. and videotape it Stab as her blackmail yep. against Oliver. He would use that with Raza Ghul to get Oliver's so, family killed. It's very convoluted. Right. Sarah had quit the League of Assassins. Yeah, which is a big no-no. Which is a big no-no. So they're, you know, you're going to get permission. And she just bugged out. Yeah. And the daughter of the demon, the... Talia wanting to be yeah uh Nissa Nissa oh Nissa sorry yeah I keep forgetting it's Nissa in this show yeah Nissa Algul who wants to become the leader of the League of Assassins she's in love with Sarah right so uh killing Sarah w- was gonna allow Merlin to blackmail Oliver into helping him fight Raza Ghoul and kill him because Merlin wanted Raza Ghoul to be dead so Merlin could get out of his obligation to the League yeah. of Assassins. And even more so, I think that it was always Malcolm Merlin's plan to become Raza Ghoul because yeah. that's where the season ends. I feel that, that which was awesome. Like, I, that I, was so cool. I, I didn't did like see it coming. Ending. I liked that I didn't ending. see it coming. I loved it. I didn't see I didn't see it coming the first time or the second time, even though I knew <laughs> that that had happened. That's funny. Um I could see it either as a master master plan 
or I could see it as a moment of opportunity where yeah. that, that it was just like, he really just wanted out of the contract and then realized like, Oh shit, I could take this from Nissa and then, you know, be the big balls. Totally. Uh, other big arcs of the season are the relationship between Oliver and Felicity. Yes. Right. Where, the, the will they, won't they? Yeah. And it was, it was weird for me because the end of season two has this big moment where Oliver tells Felicity he loves her, fake but it out. ends up being a fake out. Right. Which um, pisses her off. Yeah. But then when we start season three, his whole demeanor what is that noise outside it's a dog oh that makes sense they bark um his whole demeanor towards her had changed and he was much more like flirty and open to her yes in a way that he hadn't been in the show previously and it felt weird it was like a like we've only been away for three months and all of a sudden oliver's in love with felicity there's something you should understand about oliver is that dude will doink just about anybody that crosses his path yeah he was a he was a playboy and i feel like yeah yeah he went through a bunch of stuff those five years away but that dude's Still likes to fuck. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that first, because this was a interesting arc where right. they end up together yes. <laughs> at the end of the season, which right. is really they, surprising. They, oh, they we got to talk about Ray Palmer also. Ray Palmer, right. Yeah, Felicity and Oliver go off into the sunset right. together at the end of it. They have, yeah. and, they yeah, have when, a, a Decker and, and Rachel leaving in the ship moment. I, from Blade Runner? Oh, from Blade Runner. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about Friends. I'm oh. like, I don't watch Friends, <laughs> but I do watch Blade Runner. Um, I thought it was so interesting that the, the way that they played that story where Oliver Queen is going to become Ra's al Ghul at one point in this yes. season, yeah. and then he has this final night with Felicity before he's going to become the demon, right? and they sleep together for the first time. Right. Which is also a fake-out. Yeah, you know, totally. That's, that's There's little... so many fake-outs in yeah. this season. But yeah. I loved it. I mean, I was so on board for the ride this season. Yeah, 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 I really yeah. liked this story. The League story. of Assassins is so good. I, all the stuff with Ra's al Ghul was fantastic. And what and a great Ra's al really, Ghul. really enjoyed it. That, that actor, actor was really cool. So, it's such a, I mean... Great performance. It's, that's one that could have been hammed up you yeah. know like yeah. like um john barrowman is a ham oh i love it i love but him. his hammed up merlin is is good it's, it's like it's like but a raza ghoul that was even a merlin hammed up would have probably been too much i totally agree they make him like menacing and threatening but also like really like this is this is supreme confidence that's not unearned so it's not arrogance yeah it's just like oh no i can do whatever i want you know yeah totally i the, no one is a threat to me yeah and it's great i mean he, he yeah. pulls it off so well oh, when, he, totally. when he fights oliver and he's like nah, i'm literally gonna fight you with two hands behind my back to start off yeah to see how this goes yeah and then he stabs him through the body <gasps> right yes. in the body and yeah. then i'm still iffy on how oliver survived that it's, oh he's a superhero well it sounded like Tatsu brought him back to life with some herbs, they say right. at one point, but yeah. then it's like, oh no, I just wasn't quite dead. I That was a moment in the eh, season where yeah. my suspension of disbelief suffered. This is also like, you know, Oliver's magic Leon U box. Like there's all kinds right. of mind control drugs or anti-poison sure. drugs or bring you back to life stuff. Yeah, it really didn't bother me that much. Leon U was a magic because, island. It didn't bother me that much because I was really enjoying the story. Yeah, to uh, me, this is also like, I wave my hands yeah. at a lot of comic book stuff. It's like, yeah, this is, there's nothing about the Arrowverse that makes you go, wait, I got stabbed and fell off a cliff and lived. Like, oh, that is the least of the shit that happens yeah but it does lead into this whole prophecy of like the man who 
survives the sword survives Ra's al Ghul's blade right so shall become Ra's al Ghul right right and then Oliver was like faking everyone out pretending that he had turned evil because he was on this drug and right just so much happened yeah it was it was intricate and and yeah. it didn't feel like it toppled under its own weight I agree even though I agree they put a lot of it was a I think a gamble because that is piling a bunch of stuff up you know yeah. and how like they're doing Flash they're doing Adam they're doing Ra's al Ghul mm-hmm. they're doing Arsenal like they're piling a bunch of they're, they're spitting a lot of plates yeah this is this to me is a good example of a full season a 22 23 episode season uh not kind of half-assing it with a bunch of filler but the way they do it is they basically do so much stuff yeah totally they do so much stuff and on top of that having the crossovers with the flash that were so great i mean in both directions like having felicity show up in central city was so cool yes yeah and having you know every time they crossed over i thought it was fantastic they did I a love really it great whenever job. flash crosses over to arrow because arrow still at this point is like they don't have no, they, no magic. Right, there's no magic, even though it does exist in this world. Yeah, there is magic in Arrow world. Not even like, well, not in in, but definitely in Central in in um, uh, Starling Stars. City. Yeah, yeah. They they have stuff like that. They have drugs that give people superpowers. But still, when Barry shows up, he just solves their problems in seconds that would take them entire episodes. Like, I love it. And oh, then John the Diggle is like, what the fuck? That's not freaking anyone else out. Yeah. <laughs> I love Diggle in this season. Yeah. I still think he's a little underused. Uh, Diggle is underused through the whole show. Yeah. Such and a great actor. Yeah. I, that, that, so Diggle is uh, the exception. Diggle is a, a black man playing uh, the ex Afghanistan army guy who is the bodyguard for Oliver Queen, yeah. who then helps him out in his crusade more and more directly. Like, and they start hinting at things with him, like, hey, if you're going to go in the field, you need a mask. Hey, you should probably have it. And he's like, nah, I'm just a dude with a gun. Yeah. I'm just a dude with a gun. So what I was getting at is that they have obliquely and with side comments uh, addressed racial issues in Arrow. That's where I thought you were going. With yeah, Diggle. They yeah. have. And yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a, it's a, it is a wink and a nod, and they don't delve into it, but the, they're at least addressing, like, yeah, we had the right. black guy go undercover to buy drugs. Right. Yeah, and CW or the Arrowverse in general doesn't seem to delve into those things. They 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 stay away from politics writ large almost entirely, you know. Yeah. It's broad swaths of things like, "Oh, these rich evil people are bad." Right. <laughs> but there's no like Star Trek like racism is bad. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess like the overarching thing would be like heroism is good and heroism is good and like evilism is bad <laughs> you, you know you choose your family sure sort and of the, thing. there's a lot of like do the ends justify the means like that's oh, a constant yeah. thing you know so yeah there's a lot they get a lot of plate spinning and diggle gets a good run this season he he they explore him a bit they have stuff with um lila where she's more fully introduced and explored with yeah. diggles diggles wife ex-wife and then current wife and ex-wife and current wife right and baby mama yeah and i mean amanda waller and the suicide squad is right. all tied up in that and amanda waller i did not realize until watching arrow and doing some of the like i'm gonna google all the names whenever someone says a name that she's like a dc character who's been around oh yeah since she's the 70s. huge yeah. in in uh in the dc world she pops up in like all sorts of situations yeah she was in smallville i saw oh man i don't remember that it's been it's been a while since i yeah, saw. yeah i guess in smallville eventually they fight a group called hive uh-huh. And then she shows up to help fight Hive in some way. I don't remember. I remember the Justice League crossover in 
Smallville being fucking rad. Like uh, Flash yeah. and Aquaman. Right, right, right. And right. was it Flash? I think Flash was there. And definitely um, Green Arrow, played yep. by uh, the guy from This Is Us, who's so oh. dreamy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was really, really great. I still haven't seen Smallville. I know, you got to watch yeah. that. You're Although gonna... I might, there's a, a podcast that I also would recommend here in the early plug section called Spec Script, uh-huh. where the, the gist of it is, people write an episode of a show they've never seen. Oh, cool. And then then they do a reading. The show is the reading uh, of the script by various comedians. And That's fun. People. I like that idea. So me and Ryan did one for um, f- uh, a frequent guest of sci-fi, yeah. uh, Ryan Casey. Um, we did... Um, what was the hospital show that took place in Seattle? Grey's Anatomy. Oh. So neither one of us had seen Grey's Anatomy, so we did an episode of Grey's Anatomy. But then Ryan had just watched Ready Player One. Uh-huh. So then it was a Ready Player One uh, version of Grey's Anatomy where they're all in a virtual world playing oh, at awesome. Seattle Hospital, which is an amalgam of all on various that hospital show. Spec script, yeah, one of the episodes oh, in wow, there. Oh, check is, that out. I think we call it Ready Patient Zero. Nice. I actually just watched Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. I loved it. It's... Mm, I loved it. I uh, thought it was so my, fun. My summation of Ready Player One, when in the movie they play, who is it, Joan Jett, I Hate Myself for Loving You. <laughs> they play that early on in the movie, or within the first like half hour, I'm like, okay, this movie gets my feelings. Yeah. I mean, as... As a, it's, I now yeah, it's so funny. I now I now finally think of myself as a gamer uh, after having been a game streamer talk about for over two years. Fandoms. Sure, yeah, I mean that's a huge issue. But like as a gamer, right. Ready Player One was really fun for yeah, me. Yeah, it's 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 stupid and it's fun. Yeah, I like. Um, and as a Steven Spielberg nerd, you know what's not to love. Well, then you should probably listen to the Ready Player One. I really Zero should. I want to. Yeah. So, anyways, that show, um, I might. I haven't decided and they haven't decided, but I might do an episode of Smallville oh my for God. that where I know the Superman story, but I don't know anything about Smallville. So that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, how did, I loved, I love, 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 love Brandon Routh as Ray, Ray Palmer. I think yeah. he's fantastic. Right, right. Ray, like Ray Palmer sweeping in, buying right. up Queen Consolidated, turning it to Palmer Technologies, yep. hiring Felicity Smoke, falling in love with her, yep. basically taking everything from Oliver by being a good, nice person yeah. was so cool. Like, such yeah. a great story arc. But also, arc. he's kind of smarmy and shitty, you know? You think so? Maybe a little bit. A little. I mean, he, he's trying to doink Felicity because she's hot and you smart. You love that word. <laughs> it's, a, is it just, I don't know, it's a fun... I do it all the time. Don't in my... stop. <laughs> Can't stop. Won't stop. I was talking about Kirk wanting to doink people with his space donger. <laughs> Cause I just think that's a funny way to talk about it. Yeah. So well, I yeah. actually really like Felicity and, and Roy Ray together. It's just at the beginning of their thing. Roy is someone else on this show. It's creepy to me yeah. because he like buys the company and then is like, as his, as her boss, like hitting on her. It gets into sure, a weird, absolutely. like, mm, it's fine. Yeah. It all sort of smooths itself out, but uh... yeah. I, but it was interesting to see her pull away from him to go back to Oliver because mm-hmm. it seems like Oliver doesn't make her as happy. But Oliver, like s- Oliver, has the a deeper connection to yeah, her. Yeah, they have a weird codependent relationship. Yeah, I actually don't really like the relationship. I feel like it's a little unhealthy and weird. And it I'm, is, but also, I but mean, I love watching it. I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah, and that's why it's it's difficult to talk about some of this stuff where yeah. like. Some things in the Arrowverse, when we watch here in years two, three, four, there are things that get started, and I'm not going to say which, because I know you want to avoid spoilers, but some things that like drop off the map entirely, yeah. and some stuff that 
gets explored for like four more seasons. Wow. You know, and it's, it's, so it's hard when you and I talk about some of this stuff, yeah. we're like, what I want to talk about is like, oh, but you know, this all is this in the future. Well, we're so, going to get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So I have to contain myself. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. I'll say that there's a lot of that in this season where there's a lot of stuff that comes up that disappears. And then there's a lot of it that sets the tone for the future. Yeah. I, I, my dislike of Laurel Lance has reached a fever pitch. <laughs> I just don't like that character. See, I liked Laurel in this season. I thought that they, that Laurel finally gets her due as a more compelling arc. And I had a hard time buying her as Black Canary because she's like getting her ass kicked. That's what I loved about but her. But not that I loved her getting her ass kicked. Well, but, but the, then she's fighting League of Assassins people and, oh, and holding oh, okay. her own like, the, 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 like two the, weeks this, later. Yes. Well, here's the thing. This is clearly established suspension of disbelief that stays fairly internally consistent is that in the Arrowverse with dedication and a top level trainer, anyone can become a super badass in a year. Right. And that's it. Like you just need nine months hard training with a good teacher yeah. or a year of like decent training with a mediocre person. Um, and Laurel jumps it and she is out there trying to fight people in like week two, week three, you know, right. She needs a couple of months under uh, uh, Oliver Right. And then and then she gets like some training with Nissa, right. who specifically knows how League of Assassin people fight. So then she gets this advantage of the Arrow First accelerated skill gaining system. I did like that. And I love that she trains with Wildcat. Is yeah. that his name? Wildcat? The yes. boxing guy? Yeah. yeah, who is a classic DC hero. Right. And I like that actor too. Yeah, so that's another one, a great example. The first episode where they introduce him, they say his name. Right. If you Google it, you'd be like, oh, this dude's a vigilante named Wildcat. Sure. So the, you get you can spoil yourself just through knowing the canon of DC history. And I feel like those spoilers are okay on this podcast. Yeah. Because why they're, not? they I exist. Mean, I feel like most people listening to this have probably seen the show already. So. Oh, yeah. But I mean, there's some stuff that might reference future things. Right. Some people might be watching it with us. I, you never know. Yeah, I don't know. Which is fine. But also, um, those, the comics exist. So they're not spoilers. That's just information right. you've restricted yourself to. Yeah. I'm still iffy on that. Like, I. I don't think I would choose to to look up the the names, but when you tell me about them, it doesn't bother, doesn't bother. me. Of course, because yeah. it's flavor, you know. Yeah, there's a there's in- and also because I realize that this show is not necessarily uh, like using people the way that they are used in the comics. Royal right. Lance is a great example where like she is not the Black Canary from the comics yes. at all. Right, like that character was um like orphaned and like raised on the streets. Yeah, and yeah, is, it's like rough and tumble. Yeah, and has. Almost nothing to do with the Dinah Laurel Lance that but, we know but from But this is what's fascinating. So much of Arrow is just not connected to the comic books. Yeah. Because it's, in a way... Because it's Batman. Because it's Batman. Because Batman's more compelling. Yeah. The Arrow of the comic book is maybe not the best source for a TV show. Yeah. You know? So they kind of... They just use the names and then just make everything different. Yeah. Which I'm totally fine with. Right. But then The Flash, they're like... Yeah, let's fl- stick totally. to it. And then Which is interesting. It's, Legends of Tomorrow yeah. is like, but what if we just made up whatever? <laughs> yeah, I still don't quite know what that show is. <gasps> the, the best Arrowverse show. My understanding of it is just like a bunch of random characters that have kind of 
yeah. appeared in the first three years of Arrowverse uh-huh. that then they just really liked, so they gave him a whole show. And let's just have whatever they just travel through time and go on time adventures. Oh my, I can't wait. It's I'm the best. Stoked. It's so good. Another spoiler that I have that I don't want mm-hmm. um, for the, the next season of Legends of Tomorrow, even though I've never seen this show, I know that Brandon Routh is going to be leaving the show, which... Oh, right. So, and, and replaced with Constantine. Right. So what it tells you, one, is that you know that Ray is on the show i knew that already, at some yeah. point in time and that also he leaves the show right yeah right which are huge spoilers right. so th- so this is good because i can say that about uh had you not had that this would be difficult when we talk about ray palmer being introduced right. and i'm like yeah he goes on for the next like five years i had of the no Arrowverse. idea that ray palmer was in season three of arrow but i did know that he played the atom in legends of tomorrow because i listened right. to a kevin smith podcast where he came on and talked about oh, it. oh yeah sure 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 i'm sure he said that he was on arrow but i just didn't register because like yeah. i was half paying attention but anyway I was overjoyed to have a whole season arc of Ray Palmer. Right. And you get so, so much good. more Ray in the future. Like him becoming the Atom and like learning to fly and mm-hmm. going on a mission for Oliver. And Oliver was like controlling his body so he could fight. It was yeah. all just great. It was fun. And their contentious relationship over Felicity is really interesting. And Oliver just being like, uh, like this version of stoic that is almost petulant. Yes, absolutely. Is, is such a good character and choice. So- petty yeah and jealous yeah. and small yeah it's really and they do kind of address it maybe not as deeply as i want to but it is an interesting you know it is an interesting take on a hero yeah i really really liked it i there's it's hard for me to pick out things i didn't like about season three of arrow yeah i, I there's a couple though before i came here i was like oh let me see the just scan the wikipedia entry of season three yeah i did season that one of flash right so just give me a refresher and what i was surprised to see is that this was their lowest rated it started off strong and then the end of it was like the lowest of the arrow season so far weird yeah for me this was a vast improvement over season two. i loved it watching it the rewatch of it this has been my favorite rewatch where there's like <laughs> stuff i remembered so much stuff that i didn't and was just like so thrilled this what i'm the rewatch is like oh my god how much stuff that comes back later that's being set up now yeah is fascinating cool you know so my the my least favorite thing about the season was when sarah dies Laurel decides that her father can't know about it. That's a weird. So this is the whole problem in general with Arrow, which, as I said, the bad stuff, you'll get more of it where there's sometimes just arbitrary secrets for the sake of their being yeah. dramatic. This is the example of you of you not liking like time travel stuff that doesn't make sense because it's just there to make a thing happen. Uh, exactly. This is the yes. relationship version of that. Totally. This does bother me because human motivations is an important part of the show Absolutely. that does exist in the real world and can be talked about as like, that's kind of weird bullshit. Yeah. So if it's not yeah. addressed, it's... And her rationale is that he's she got a bad have a heart. heart attack. He's the fucking chief of police. It's crazy. It's such a bad... Yeah. Like, yeah. It's such but bad judgment. The, the, the redemption kind of, is that when he finally finds out, the way he responds is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they also wrap that up in something that I've been dying to get, which is his revelation that Oliver Queen is the arrow. Right, who he's been lied to by everybody. I know. And he, so he, and he was right from the beginning. So he finds out about he's been it. He's gaslit for two and a half seasons. He finds out about it, and he instantly becomes the arrow's enemy yeah which is not what you'd expect and it kind of does because he's been lying oh it totally tracks pissed off they they laid the pipe for it like so well and you could have done it either way this is an interesting choice to do it and like you're saying they it makes it's justified it's an organic version of this yes totally and like the lie about sarah is kind of what drove him to that right so i see why they did it but i feel like um 
it really diminishes Laurel's character. Yeah. For Laurel to not be willing to tell her own father that his daughter was killed is right. so fucked up. And not just that, but to dress up as her and get a voice modulator yeah, to try to pretend that she's trick. still alive yeah, was yeah. gross. Yeah. It was gross. And yeah, I was sure I, but, that I was sure that that Sarah was still alive the whole season. I don't know why I I, do, I still don't know what how she's brought back. Oh sure. But I just felt like she wasn't dead. I just had this weird right. like TV sense that this character's coming back. Right. And then she, they brought the actress back to play right. her as the voice modulated version, right. which faked me out because I saw Katie Lotz in the um in the credits at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, oh my god, this is the episode Sarah comes back. Sarah comes back to life. But it just was her just voice. her voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really curious to see how that happens. Yeah, I love Sarah Lance. Me too. I, I think she is oh. an excellent character, and it's so interesting that her death like affected me in the way that I missed the character. Oh yeah. Whereas sure. like. I would not miss Laurel if Laurel were to die. And huge spoiler if you're watching this for the first time, this is something else that was spoiled for me is that oh. that, that character is killed at some point. Oh, sure, so, sure. Because I I she looks so different in season 2. I'm Do like you want to know who else dies? No. <laughs> I I looked I saw when I saw season two, I'm like, why does Laurel's the actress looks really different? So I right. like searched her and right. and these people are like, yeah, she like bulked up to play black canary and lost a lot of weight so she looks different right um and then someone's comment was i think it's such bullshit that they just killed her and i'm like fuck you <laughs> this is why like so as for example i'm watching the 100 season six now i'm not done yet yes i got two or three episodes in and then oh I was my like, god i'm dying to talk to you about this let's do it no 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 because i haven't seen the end of it so I, so I, what i'm saying is i'm trying to show you how i'm a better person than you okay i got a couple episodes into the 100 and then i was like Oh, right. Isn't this based on a book or something? I don't know, because I'm only tangentially aware of uh -huh. the content I consume. And then I one of the episodes was like, based on whatever the name of the author is like, I should go look that up. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm just starting season six of a popular show. Yeah. The worst thing I could do right now is to start Googling. Oh, totally. The names of the authors for the 100. I've had to start thinking like that. You, too. Right. Th this is what I'm saying. Like you yeah. don't be Googling who plays people in shows. That oh, I know. Spoiled. I made a mistake. It was my fault. I'm yeah. I know that you caused me to get the Picard trailer spoiled because you're like, have you seen the Picard trailer? I'm like the one where he touches grapes. Who cares? That's stupid. And you're like, no, no, no. It's a good one where there's a bunch of new shit. I'm like, oh, okay. So I Google Picard trailer and then it's like, Google search results, uh, data seven space. of nine data, <laughs> yeah. you know, Borg, Hugh. I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's your, you can't blame that on me. That was that my fault. fault. Yeah. I mean, if I, that one's my fault. That one's your fault. I, but what I should have said to you was like, I'm not going to watch that trailer. Um, I, it is, it is becoming increasingly difficult to navigate the world of fandom in a way that yes. is weird. Because you have to, unless you're consuming it contemporaneously and then you're part of the conversation you have about to. it. You kind of have to. You don't have to. It's one well, way if to you consume want it, it. If you want it to not be spoiled. But see, but the, I, for me, like I am not going to watch uh, The 100 as it airs. I'm going to watch it on Netflix. That's at, Once a year, yeah. I watch the entire season in I the might, course of like a couple of days. And I, I fucking I, love I'm it. with you, except this is the first time I looked at like how CW streaming works, their free app with oh, yeah. ads and stuff. And I was like, maybe I do want to watch the next season of Arrowverse as it's coming out. Yeah. I, I hate CWC. That app is terrible. C but is, yeah. Well, it, but if, uh, is there like a paid app or something for CW? No, I think they're both. There's two. They have CW and CW Seed. Uh -huh. It's basically the same app. And I don't know. It must be reflecting some internal yeah. difference. Because if I could watch, if I could watch the hundred for free, you I might watch it for free because with it's the last season. Right. I might want to do that to avoid the spoilers because just because like I watched the hundred, 
like my phone knows that about me right so it's going to like send me 100 news as it's airing oh yeah and like i've started blocking things like i have right. blocked websites yeah uh, i think i blocked like screen rant or something like that oh, sure. because they're um their headlines are often spoilers. Right. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you understand how people consume media? Like, I'm a huge they do. Survivor fan. That's why fan. they do. There's so many people who want that stuff, though. Yeah, but I don't know. There's, it's so it's what clickbaity, you know? Like, they people just say, like, hear about it. That's not the first place it learns about it. That's so far down the stream, yeah. you know? But what it is reacting to is the people who are like, what's going on with this? So they want to read about it. Right. But you also can't be super careful all the time like i am 100 percent sure that i have spoiled things for people on this podcast yeah. i try to say spoilers but sometimes i don't leave enough time between <laughs> that and when i say do. it for you to like yeah. unplug your headphones or whatever i feel like i am within a reasonable amount of spoiler time which is one week to one month depending when new content is released and then it's on you if you're not finding the channel's if you don't, if you're not that invested in it to watch about it, to join the contemporaneous conversation, like yeah, I the think people that's true. who are taking it real time, where the world has gone, it's like sports where it's right. like no, there's no gap. You watch it when it's on, and we'll right. talk about it as it's happening, and you can stay the fuck away from the internet if you right. don't. So to me, like that's a great example. Like, I could care less about being spoiled of any sports result whatsoever, you know. Yeah, and there are other people who are like that with culture with movies and shows and if they're going to write about it that's you know that's going to exist that's going to be there you you have to protect yourself from spoilers yeah i think that's true but there's also like interesting examples of the contrary where like i've been playing warframe recently and apparently there's a quest in warframe that is like earth shattering to the story and like mind-blowing and there's just this unspoken rule that nobody spoils it and i have i have gone deep on like watching warframe videos and all sorts of stuff right and every single thing that i've seen respects that rule and right. i've seen it mentioned at a bunch of places where right, right, like, right. if you haven't done this quest yet um then like i like they keep it in separate videos right where you can't accidentally come across it yeah because so, and that's so crazy like that this video gaming community mm. and gaming has is like notoriously toxic and this yes. game is like a violent well, game this is the thing is because but, like this they, community this has is decided <laughs> right. that, to respect each other right because it's a thing that they care about they care about a surprise in a video game in a way that they don't care about like you know the humanity of other humans i don't know if that's true it's i 100% feel like it's true I I have actually found the Warframe community to be like oh really I don't mean the Warframe I'm saying like support them in a way that's like crazy gaming you know? in general you know what I mean yeah, I'm gonna go I on mean, a like limb the, and say that there's some shitty people who play uh what was it Warframe called? Warframe oh sure I mean there must be right so but the fact that they're all respecting a spoiler from its own game doesn't mean that they're all well what I'm saying is that you general. don't see that in the world of the Arrowverse where of course like, not because it's not a dedicated, like these are all people who love DC superhero comics and they love that feeling when you read a new comic book and there's a spoiler, yeah. you know, there's a big major thing. It's cause it's, it's pop culture. It's not yeah, niche I guess that's culture. A, that's true. I mean, cause Warframe is very niche. Absolutely. It, it, like millions of people play it, but it's like, if, but it's still niche, if, which is weird. <laughs> if Warframe, this thing was, culture in a different format in narrative culture so if it was like a tv show or a movie it would fall prey to the exact same yeah. spoiler problem which is so interesting right yeah because like there can be millions of there can be millions more people playing warframe than watching right a show on the arrowverse right but at the same time if you go out on the street and say have you heard of warframe no most, one most people will say no no right unless you meet someone who's played it and then they're, they're going to be like super excited about right. it 
what it's just it's fascinating i'm thinking about that a lot because like i was watching videos of TennoCon, like the warframe convention i've i've been really getting into this game recently and looking at TennoCon, there's like a costume contest and just like tons and tons of people and it's massively popular is there a way to but get i a... had never heard of this until it came out on switch could you get a ray palmer as the adam costume I'm sure. Why not? All right. Well, maybe I'll look into this game. I've never heard of it. You're the first. Oh, person. you mean in Warframe? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then this game sounds stupid. I thought you meant in. in can real you dress life. up as Black Canary? In, in Warframe? Warframe? Yeah. No. Uh, can you dress up as any character from the Arrowverse? No, you can't. Then why are we talking about Warframe? But you can play DC Universe why online. Why are we talking about Warframe? Because it's good. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> uh, and it's I'm, also a sci-fi game. So we have more please. reason to talk about Warframe than the Arrow on this podcast. <laughs> okay. What else have we not talked about yet? I'm sure there's more. In but, the Arrow, there's so much that happens in season three. I know, there's so much. I loved um, the whole arc in Hong Kong. Yeah. Tatsu and This is another Maceo. classic oh, God, Arrow flashback so where what they've done, like we're, we... Not we, but everybody that cares calls it the year three. Yeah. This is season three of Arrow, but year three of the Arrowverse. Yeah. But so this is also the third of five years of um, uh, Oliver's past that previously we thought was all on Lee and you. Right. And then this season, they they hinted at the end of season two, and now it's explicit in this one, where, oh, no, he wasn't on an island for five years. Yeah. So far, he was on it for two years, and then he was running around Hong Kong doing a bunch of crazy shit for the black ops government, U.S. government, for a year. Yeah. And that, to me, that's... I lo- For Amanda I lo- Waller. For Amanda Waller, which I love because it's like they've faked us out. Yeah. You know? And th- that story was fascinating. And I don't remember all the twists and turns, but I do right. remember feeling like it did track. And it like was- it looked like Waller had betrayed them, but it turned yeah. out she had been betrayed. It was And like- this virus gets released. Yeah. And then um, it's Tatsu and Maceo's son... Akio. Akio dies and it's right. just like devastating. It's intense. And right. And it's like those, them failing again. It's you know? them failing again and it ties back into the present right. with the characters. Those characters right. come. Because comes back as Sarab who is part of right. the League of Assassins and yep. um, Tatsu is like living outside of the village somewhere. Right. But then she comes in as Katana. Katana, right. Who is a DC hero. Who right. Is her. I recognized her. So do you want to know about her? Yeah, tell me more. I feel like I, she was in something that I Red. She, she might have been exists, in this Batman. So she's another one where if you, when they first introduced her, if you Googled his name or her name, you'd come across Katana, right. who is a DC hero, who is a Asian woman who has a sword that contains the soul of her dead husband. Oh. So what's really interesting is oh. that this arc ends with her stabbing oh. her husband with That's this sword. Awesome. And there's even, there's a, there's dialogue about, they say the word soul, during their like death scene wow so this is the kind of thing where like we were talking about flash how cisco ramon in dc comics is a character named vibe right the first line of dialogue around cisco in arrow someone says the word vibe like <laughs> i get a good vibe off of these people yeah here's cisco and caitlin you know that's so, so funny this uh, this this Rewatch is making me see some of these kind of like, you know, uh, hints at stuff. And Katana's costume, where it's like the stylized version of the Japanese flag in her superhero, or one of the iterations of her superhero costume, they do a good stab at that in Arrow. Of Katana? Yeah. I love the way she looked. Yeah. I'm just checking something right now, because I feel like she was in this arc of 
Batman books that I just read. She might be. I, I don't know this era of DC Comics. And but, yeah, she's Tatsu Yamashiro in DC Comics as well. Yeah, be, but because of Arrowverse, I've been trying to I mean, this doesn't matter. I'm going to put this phone down. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, because yeah. I keep now, I keep doing what I'm saying where I'm Googling right. names of people of that. I watched Arrow before without knowing that Katana was a DC well, character. The Knowing that, knowing that like her sword is imbued with her her husband's soul it adds this incredible layer of texture yeah to what i've already seen yeah yeah, like yeah. learning that now is right. really cool right i love that type of shit i really enjoyed her character i love that she turned into like a badass superhero at the yeah because i didn't really see that coming and i feel like i should have yep uh i love that you know maceo really can't be redeemed and doesn't get redemption yeah he, which was so he, tragic he sputters towards it but yeah it just i mean doesn't. he's like on the way there and he does like some good things he saves oliver when he's killed right. And what's interesting is that they both experience the same thing, the tragic death right. of their son, murder right. of their and, son. And they go and in it, different directions. They go in different directions, yeah. Yeah, I, I really love that. I thought that was just such good writing. Yeah, and yeah, and I was saying they tie it in for the past, this, this flashback, like season two ties into the present, yeah. directly ties in, you know, characters and items. Yeah, and if you're thinking about like diversity, as we were talking about before, I feel like this is an, a really nice example where um, we are not in... America, like we're in Hong Kong and right. we become friends with these two people who would then get dived into their emotional relationship. With, right. Um, and they're rich textured characters that, that adds so much to the universe. Yeah. And oh. I am just really hoping that we get more in, Tatsu in the future. And this don't, is, don't it, let me know what I really hope no, we do. So um, what I was going to say is like, this is an interesting, almost uh, not a redemption, but a, a course correction for something where like in season one, there was like the Asian woman, uh, triad villain whose name was China White. China White, right. right. We're like, that is like, this feels like, okay, this is like superhero hokey. Right. You know? And then in this season, you see that she's part of this flashback as well, except her uh-huh. name is like Saina Wei or yeah, China Wei. Yeah, Ch- China Wei or something right, like right. that, it's yeah. like, you can see like, oh, China White is this like bastardized anglization of whatever her name really is you know yeah and that to me is like oh that's a nice it was a it was a nice little touch yeah that's that's a nice touch yeah it's a nice corrective measure i um (laughs) how far from star city starling city is nandapar bat (laughs) (laughs) it's in the hindu kush right (laughs) so how far from the hindu kush is starling city because it seems like it's about 20 minutes away by jet is probably a good 40 with light traffic. They were back and forth like so oh, fast. Sure. That's got to be like an eight, like a 10 to 15 hour plane ride away. They like, hand wave away the travel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you I know just, what? here's the thing for all we know, those trips took two days because stuff. Yeah, maybe there's nothing that controverts that where they're I like, feel like there was an episode where someone like was in Nandapar bat and then talking to someone in Starling city and then went back to Starling city and got there later that day. Like, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm that's not a good one for sure. a rewatch is the, the, also, like, the time Nandapar bad, I think is the coolest name for it a place really until you see it spelled out. And it's like Nanda, like I, I'm like, I thought it was like non Parbat. Like I just had uh, this ver- like N A 
like dash Apostrophe. A-N, sure. Uh, D-U right. space. You didn't want to see panda yeah. with an N. Nanda. Yeah, it's a, it's panda. Panda parbat. Yeah. <laughs> so once I saw it spelled out, I'm like, that does not sound as cool. And then, of course, like that name is all over the comics, and I didn't recognize it because in my head it didn't sound oh, cool. Oh, right, right, right. But when right. you see it written out, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that place. <laughs> that's the place. Yeah. where the Of course, that's where like Ra's al Ghul lives. And it just didn't occur to me that, that, that I'd even heard of that place right, before. Right, right, um, right. But I just I loved how that, that Nanda Parbat had been like mentioned all throughout the first couple of years of Arrow, and we yep. spent so much time there this year. Yes, and I like seeing this. The, the Lazarus Pit was so yeah. cool because that's like classic Ra's al Ghul Lazarus classic. Pit, right? And they bring it in in a good way for the story, like yeah. how to have the Arrow take some Batman shit. I love the it. Lazarus Pit. It, yeah. It's a really great transition into more like magical stuff supernatural shit supernatural yeah, yeah, yeah. shit yeah. magic exists but, yeah and like oliver queen reacting to that felt really real and uh i i don't know Th- that's i really like this so this is a so great, much this is a superhero trope that i love that i don't think Squeaky they don't explicitly explore it in this but um so astro city is a comic book that i really like which is uh kurt busiak i don't know how to pronounce his last name he's like magnum opus sort of of a superhero world he creates a whole it's its own universe except there's only one title astro city so the way to think of it is like imagine if like all of marvel was one series Uh just called whatever marvel comics sure and so then there'd be an arc about the fantastic four then there'd be like a two issue about spider-man except this is his superhero universe so it's like here's a four part about the Fantastic Four. Here's a one issue about Superman. Here's a seven part thing about Batman and so Robin. So they don't overlap. They just get one at a time. But, but they're they do all overlap because they all exist in the same world. So like, there's like in the way that the Justice League has Batman in it, but it's not a Batman book. Right. Right. So it's all it's the the comic is Astro City. It's about this city where cool. all the superheroes live. Well, now I want so, to read this. Right. So there's that, and and it has this feeling of like, oh, superheroes exist since the 40s, and this is now a modern superhero world, and that's explicitly addressed in one of the issues where someone says that and then someone else is like no what are you talking about like what about like the old steamy or something or steam train and it's this dude who just looks like a human train in a way like uh, it's hard to describe it's like an anthropomorphic train Uh but like an old style train Uh and he's arm wrestling what looks like the thing (laughs) and this dude is like yeah he's been around since like the 1800s wow and it's just that it's like a throwaway line but you're like Uh, oh god it's a superhero world but like what if there were superheroes in like victorian era you know where you start to pull how far back does weird superhero shit go. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. <laughs> Let me tie it back into Arrow by having the League of Assassins and Nanda Parbat where you're like, oh, this is a guy who's been around for 200 years who's had like superhero stuff going on. Yeah, that, I hadn't thought about it that way because at the same time, it's also expanding the CW Arrowverse right. by saying, you know, there is magic in yes. this universe. Right. Um, which And we already kind of know that from The Flash. Like, call it science fiction or call it magic, whatever you want to call it. Right. Like, Barry Allen gets struck by lightning on Arrow. Like, that happens right. on, on Arrow. Arrow, right. We don't right. see him become The Flash until right. we get to but it's happened. The Flash. Right. But, like, the actual lightning strike physically takes place during an episode of Arrow. Right. So, I, you know, in a way, we've already been kind of introduced right. to... Right, it's science fantasy. Science fantasy, yeah. yeah. Superhero, superhero stuff. But it's just a really... Like effortless, effortlessly accomplished transition yes. to pull Arrow into that. Yeah, 
uh, in season three because yeah. seasons one and two like really steered away from that. Yeah. I mean, there's like super serum and stuff like that, but right. that's like With very Solomon Grundy. Yeah, that's like very street level superhero, street superheroes, brawl yeah, absolutely stuff. Yeah, because even you could picture that in Daredevil, where yeah. arguably Daredevil. The, even the Marvel show takes place in the Marvel universe where there's like literal gods around the corner with magic hammers, you know, in right. New York City. Right. He's not that far away from Thor. Right. Uh, but Daredevil is a small contained thing. But even in the Daredevil level, you could picture super drugs that make people super powerful. Sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It feels like it would it would fit. Yeah. And then Jessica Jones is like, oh, well, here's someone who is, you know, and then uh, Iron Fist, where it's like, oh, here are people who are having superpowers who exist at this low street level. Yeah. Arrow is doing a good job of like ramping that up where it's like, OK, here's a guy who just has stuff and money. <gasps> oh, here's ooh, here's people who have powers. You know, yeah, here's totally. a guy with stuff and money that makes a thing, lets him fly and shoot lasers. Yeah. They're just like backed into it. Yeah. In a really great. It's beautiful. Way. Yeah. I really like and it's it. It's very comic book. Yeah, totally. What I love about comic books is the opportunity to just build endless story. Yeah. And I feel like this, these shows are really taking advantage of that in a way that I've never really seen on TV before. Yeah. I mean, this is like what it is, what Smallville wanted to do. Yes. You know, you can feel that when you watch Smallville, that they want it to be a bigger world and they right. try to expand it just within the show. itself. within one show. Yeah. And there was talk. They actually made an Aquaman pilot with the guy who played Aquaman in Smallville yeah. and it didn't get picked up. Right. And there was talk of a green, it, a green arrow show with Justin Hartley. Right. That's his name. Justin Hartley. Right. They probably weren't happened. good. You know, I would have to imagine maybe they would have like got a, like a miracle uh, hit, but I feel like CW of that era was not known for kind of making, you know, necessarily quality kind of genre fiction shows. Yeah, but I think that maybe Smallville like changed that. Yeah. Because Smallville, I think, is uh, is on par with Arrowverse quality. Yes. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Until it really goes off the rails in season eight when the, the showrunners leave. Right. And right, I actually, right. I couldn't get through se- season eight was watchable, but season nine, I didn't even finish. Yeah. And I tried to come back for season 10. I, I need to finish that show at some point. Yeah. I'm never going to go back and watch the whole of the last couple seasons. Cause they're really boring. I'm going to watch all of it. Cause I've never watched it at all. I do want to know like which episodes are worth watching. I'm, I'm I would be open to rewatching that too. Yeah. Um, if we want to podcast about in the future, maybe I, I want to watch Stargate with you. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We so keep talking good. about it. Well, okay, what are we missing? Are we forgetting anything about this season? Again, it's so much. We, we hit, about we hit Laura, a bunch. We talked about Sarah, Quentin, right. um, Thea, and Malcolm Merlin together. I really liked. Yeah, um, their yeah. relationship was really interesting. Yeah. And Thea bouncing back and forth between Malcolm and Oliver was right. really interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of shuffling of the deck, you know, of yeah. relationships here. Again, this is, I think, the nature of having a 23 episode versus a 13 episode. There yeah, is going to be a lot more. Yeah. But again, they handled it well by like, let's introduce a whole new superhero in the middle right. of the show. Right. Who's going to be a part of this. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how they build on that because yeah. Ray Palmer, I think, was my favorite character this yeah. season. Although, I mean, I always love Felicity. I really love Felicity. Oh, but then that's we didn't talk about that, that Ray Palmer is exploded at the end of the season. But I don't remember exactly what happened. He's he's experimenting in his lab. Oh, my then, God. Yeah, I forgot about that. Right, his lab right. blew up. Here's the but thing. He, he had those nanobots injected right, into but, him. But here's the, this is where the spoiler's bad, because you know that he's in other things. Well, and later. I also know that he's the atom, and the atom has, like, shrinking powers. Right, right, right. So right. I'm like, so when does he get would, shrinking powers? Is it because he yeah. has these nanobots? Right, right, That right. was my assumption. Right. So you watching this explosion, there's no sense of, like, did they just kill off this guy I liked? Right. Even, know, even if you didn't know that he'd come back in future shows, 
those because you knew that it was the atom. Yeah. So you'd go, ah, he's probably just shrunken. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's fair. I mean, I might, I, I don't know. I'm, I may have still questioned it just because like, even though I know Laurel Lance is Black right. Canary, there's still just not, she's still not the Laurel Lance from the comics. Right. And it's so different that like, you never really know. I mean, Ray Palmer is probably one of the more accurate, you know, to accurate to the comic book people that yeah. like flash is accurate. Flash is very accurate. Right. And it's funny because Sarah Lance is actually more accurate to black Canary right. than, Dinah, than Laurel Lance is. Even right. though she is actually Dinah Lance. Yeah. That, and then, but Sarah is White Canary and Laurel is Black Canary. In the TV show. In the TV show, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know anything about White Canary from the comics. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Although I, you know, I'm really enjoying reading through DC Rebirth. Yeah. At some point, I'd like to go back and read some of the more classic stuff. I've read a lot of like Batman classic stuff. Yeah. And like some random, random books here and there. But as far as trying to dive into the entirety of the DC universe, I've never tried that before now. It's as just, far as like, so well, much. not everything, but like right. as much as I want, you know, yeah. I don't think I ever will. I keep Googling people from the shows and then there's good Wikipedia articles that are just like a quick summation of all this stuff. And they'll tell you like, Oh, in the new 52, this is what happened. And then in rebirth, this is what happened. But in classic old school pre-crisis DC, this right. is what happened. Right. Like, I've yeah, done a fair this, amount of that as this well. This is what I want. <laughs> yeah. I, tr- I've tried really hard to understand what the rebirth is without right. having read having to read all of the new 52 it's just they change um, stuff that's all it is well they recombined the original continuity with sure like the new 52 erased the original continuity right and then rebirth brings it back but to a degree to so a degree like, right they change like some the flash stuff. suddenly remembers his other timeline right but because he has access to the speed yeah, force it's, but it's, like some characters don't remember the other timeline it's like, whatever it they need seem to like be. oliver queen remembers the other timeline yeah it's stuff that they yeah, need for the stories they want to tell and oh, then and superman dies and then the original superman comes back right. yeah um so the new 52 superman dies and then the original superman comes back but then eventually they recombine into one creature sort of right and i then, even read those books and i still didn't understand what right. it meant and then it doesn't matter because eventually there'll be another version in the future where they'll right. shuffle the deck again you know right which makes me wish that they do like they just accept the fact that it's incongruous sometimes they don't need to explain it all like a good flash story has barry allen he and and he's the flash you know like it, you can tell a good flash story no matter what the backstory is yeah well and that's, that's why it i enjoy reading the individual barry comic allen. books because oh sure like wally west or, or whoever else right. is being the flash right and now there's two wally wests which is really confusing uh but yeah it you can tell a good flash story without the backstory. So you, it doesn't need to be, um, it doesn't need to be explained in excruciating detail. Like we understand that you need to just retell some things sometimes because you're still telling the same story for 70 years. Well, see, that's, that's where I think that comic books are going to have to hit a point. One of the two DC or Marvel will, I think, try what i'm about to say or they should which is to follow the model that you eventually see in other uh formats not comics which is like no actually just moves forward in time like eventually oh yeah yeah on our earth the irl (laughs) earth dash irl (laughs) it'll be the year 2080 you know we don't need to tell a story about bruce wayne who was born in 2040 or whatever, right. like he could just be dead. Some old guy that died right. and it can be about other people right. in the future. Instead of like the new 52 where they just said, okay, well now it's like the two thousands and we're restarting everyone's we'll reboot story, everybody but right. from the two thousands instead of from like the 1940s. Right. And then they did one interesting thing that I've 
have seen through Wikipedia that I would be curious to read, which is where they, the, the next year, Okay. Where they like jump forward in time from whatever their current reshuffled continuity is huh. and mix things up, but without a hard reboot. Oh, that's it's cool. just like, what if this, but in the future? Yeah. And then there's also year one or earth, earth one, I think it's called where they're doing year one stories of a bunch of superheroes, oh, sure. but it's an alternate timeline. So right. they can be doing a little different. Yeah. And I really like that. That yeah. was why I like Smallville so much. Cause I like to get on the ground floor of a story and just yeah. kind of build from there. And that's impossible with comic books. Right. It's what arrow is giving to us though. Exactly. You know? Yes. That's a, exactly. And that's why I loved how they brought in all the superhero stuff in this so much, because they're building it from the point of view of like uh, a year one. Right. Which and arrows so already great. become team arrow. Yeah. It's not, Oliver Queen, it is like, oh, it's a right now, it's a collection of archers and a dude with a gun. That reminds me that Roy had this crazy arc this season where (laughs) he basically has consequences for the murders that he did at the end of season two, which we didn't talk about. Right. Well, he he gives himself consequences that he because he feels bad, but he like takes the fall for the for the Starling City vigilante. Right. Um, He basically saves Oliver Queen from jail by confessing to being the Arrow. Because Arrow is, he's arrested. Right. Yeah. And then he's broken out of jail and runs away and now he's a mechanic. Right. But then, (laughs) but then he goes somewhere else at the end. He like runs away from Thea. Yeah. He keeps her safe and then she goes back to be speedy and I don't know. I'm really curious to see where it goes. Yeah. But that arc of like Quentin chasing down Oliver and catching him. Right. But then having to let him go because someone else confessed to being the Arrow was great. Yeah. And then again, finding out that he was still right thrilling cop drama because yeah. yeah quentin knew he was right the whole time he's, he knew he was he looked ga- into oliver queen's eyes and he knew it right like, like i said he's been it. gaslit for two and a half seasons yeah and i had been fantasizing about this moment where like he gets to finally let go of his hatred of oliver queen by right. realizing that he's been this vigilante right and that he didn't actually kill his daughter but right. then like he hid from him that his daughter's dead again and it just all goes to shit sure. and oliver and it's not also- what i wanted but i loved it you know what i mean like yeah. that's that's what i like about this show is that right it seems to preemptively know what i'm gonna want and something else that will satisfy me and surprise me and he knows that oliver has broken his daughter's heart by cheating on her with his other daughter. Right. You know, like that, say what you will about overprotective fathers, like that would piss off someone's friend, I think. Sure. Like you'd never trust that piece of shit again. Probably not want to. Like not only did he get his daughter killed, but he did it by, while he was cheating on his other daughter. Right. You know, that's not good. (laughs) What father wants to see that? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, overall, this season to me was like, like a nine out of ten. Yeah, I really, really liked, liked it. it. Yeah, I, I I maybe would go down to like eight point five because they lied to Quentin about Sarah's death for so long, and it was so obnoxious. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the the hokey secret. Yeah, and I think the Flash season one to me was like like a seven out of ten. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I would I would probably give them I'd probably give Flash higher rating, but like I said, I was so enamored with Flash when it came out. Yeah, because at the time I thought Arrow was so grim and dark and like you know and i like comic books so i like kind of like the lightness of flash yeah yeah i agree i mean they've really captured the essence of barry allen from the comics to a degree you know in their own way and i it really feels like the barry allen from the comic books yes he's recognizable yeah and it's a nice juxtaposition to the the also correct decision to make Oliver Queen unrecognizable because he's right. better. <laughs> yes, it's much better. Yeah, yeah. Like Oliver Queen is just Robin Hood in the comics. Yeah, he's just he's, straight up Robin Hood. He's more personality wise like the Flash, 
Yeah, you know, like cracking wise, cracking wise. Yeah, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah, urban Robin Hood. Yeah, and he's got a goatee, and he's got a goatee like Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. He dresses like Errol Flynn. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the yeah, yeah. So there's something about that that just doesn't that just wouldn't work for a modern audience. It I wouldn't. Think. No, it just wouldn't. I don't think it would be all that gripping. Whereas. You know, you have a, a really easy way to make a Batman show. <laughs> I so feel like you might as well. Said, can we do Batman? They're like, CW? No, you guys make garbage. Yeah. You can, you can make a Green Arrow show. Well, they're notoriously not allowed okay, to use the I'm biggest make... characters. Yes. Which right. is so interesting. Right. And it was a big deal. Like, even though I don't watch um, Supergirl yet, I know that S- Superman appears on it and they cast someone as Superman. Right. And it was a big deal that Superman showed up at all because he's like the first of the big right. three. The big three. To show up. Uh, I mean... What's funny now in the Arrowverse, like uh, Flash and Oliver are like the big three, the big two. Yeah, totally, totally. And I guess eventually Supergirl will be Supergirl, right? Yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, Supergirl, Flash, Flash, and Oliver Oliver are the big three. Even though Legends of Tomorrow is a show, it like they're all so. There's so many people. There's not like a standout. Yes, right. And then there's also Black Lightning, but they treat it like a separate thing black lightning now still exists as far away from the Arrowverse as smallville does although i've heard that black lightning will be in the crisis yeah you told me that i haven't well which i'm excited about because i don't google any of this stuff i find it weird that i I, first of all i'm thrilled that they have a show from like the black perspective and i'm really excited to watch it. oh i can't wait to get there it's so good but i'm weirded out by the fact that it's separate because it just makes me think of like separate but equal (laughs) you know like that's inherently racist yeah we i think i told you my feelings on this is that i like that it's separate because it's better it's it's in many ways it's better than the cw Arrowverse in that in in its style and approach you know okay it's interesting and it's a it's a it's it's a fascinating show i think um it's less fun and light than something like flash but you know how like i'm saying oh one of the things i don't like about flash is that they have representation which of course is a great thing because it's positive representation of uh uh non-white characters portrayed as heroes but there's no exploration of it it's just presentation right black lightning is all of its presentation and exploration it is it is ingrained through and through the show. So it makes it a much more interesting and vital and fascinating superhero show than Arrowverse. But of yeah. course it means that it's not as light and airy as, uh, as the other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there is like an, so ep- having them combined would feel more weird to me. Like that's so interesting. I'm, I'm so glad that they're at least like recognizing the existence of black lightning in this universe yes. with this crossover. Yeah. And maybe we'll find out that they're actually in different universes or something. Who knows? Does, I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, I can tell but, you right now, just but like I am Supergirl's excited in a different about universe, that happening. You know? you know, I'm excited that's, that that's going to happen. Superman, I don't know if they say one way or the other, but there's no hint of a Superman in right. Flash or Arrow because that would be a world changing event. Right, so right, right. Black Lightning definitely exists in a different universe. Hmm. And I can just tell you that from watching Black Lightning, the way they deal with superpowers, it's clearly not like, oh, there's also the Flash across the, you know, the other side of the country. Yeah. Well, I'm just pumped. I mean, I loved the whole experience of watching year three yes was so fun yeah, and i'm yeah, so yeah. stoked to go into year four because i know that legends of tomorrow i think and supergirl start in year four don't they or is supergirl year five i don't know i don't know we'll yeah, i've got see. my list and you okay. know we'll check gonna, it out we'll figure it out because that's that's what i was saying to you is we're gonna get to the point where 
you know, year six, it's like five podcasts because we're going to yeah. have so many series. Well, we did three podcasts about year three and one in the middle. One of them was, about was not Star even Wars. about year three. So obviously <laughs> that was what should have been about Constantine. <laughs> yeah. Which neither of us watched. Neither of us watched. But I'm going to watch. I want your Constantine of... report and I do yeah. not want to watch it. It's fine. I already can tell. Like I saw the pilot. I'm like, oh, right. I can see why this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. I watched the pilot and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this. Yeah. I, it made me want to watch more of it, but I'm like, nah, this is what I wanted. Yeah. I mean, I, I just finished the hundred a couple of days ago. Yep. Um, I watched another life, which I loved and I, I think I'm running out of steam, so I don't think we're going to okay. be able to talk about it today, but yeah, yeah. we should at some we point, should at some point. either here or on Doug space nine. So here, uh, my take on the another, another life real quick was, uh, people were like, it's an amalgam. It's just like this space thing and yeah. this aliens and this and this. And what if you just put them all in a blender and be like, yeah, I'd order a fucking extra large. Yeah, it's totally. Like, with Stranger Things, yes. Let's yeah. just blend up the 80s and to make one big thick milkshake. What it's do you same thing, say yeah. about this style of programming, Douglas Gale? I say, do one about superheroes now, please. Yeah, bring it the fuck on. Do one about superheroes. Another Life was great. And I would I, love a superhero version of a pastiche from Netflix. Oh, yeah, that'd be so fun. Uh, I really real- enjoyed Another Life. Yeah. Now you got me talking about it. Well, let's just talk about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel stop? like another life is getting like such a bum rap. We're going to include this in the Arrowverse I, episode. I do not have the steam for a whole other episode. Okay, so that's so, fine. So this is just yeah. quick quicks. Just quick quicks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely get the criticism of another life that it doesn't make sense that a bunch of petulant teenagers are given the command of a mission that's vitally important. It does if it's a CW show. Sure. But, um, but what I liked about it was that it was just like this weird future in which... I, I could imagine a future in which, like, the youth is like, you guys fucked up our world and we're taking over. And I feel like we kind of live in that world now a little bit. They grew up on CW dramas. They're like, this is, yeah. of course, everyone they fights They grew up in, in the Trump era and, like, how did you guys elect that guy? We're not letting you make any decisions. <laughs> so it seems like a, like maybe younger people are getting further faster right. than they used to. And, like, Katie Sackhoff is, enhanced. you know. Genetically enhanced. Katie, yeah. These kids today, They're a bunch of Dr. Bashirs. Souped up jeans. Um, we didn't have souped up jeans in my day. Katie Sackhoff felt like appropriately aged to play the commander of yeah, this yeah. mission. She was great. Badass. Um, I felt, and yeah, like there was like a mutiny in episode one and that turned a lot of people off. But yeah. the arc of the show was really interesting. Mm-hmm. It has a fascinating AI character uh, that I couldn't get enough of. Yep. Played by Danny Pink from, uh, from Doctor Who. Uh. Um, I really, really liked the doctor um mm-hmm. what was their name i don't remember but yeah i know who you mean shit see i'm not prepared for another life podcast yeah, 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 right? yeah. but overall i just felt like it was such a fascinating watch yeah and it was an amalgam of like you know like alien and uh contact and i'm assuming arrival even though i still haven't watched that which right. is really weird i should really watch that but yeah, it was like an amalgam of all these different things, but yeah. the things that I love, yeah. and it was done in a new way that it's was a new way. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I was all about it, and I would love a season I have no two. problem with homage and, and or, or with a chopped up, diced up version of homage. You yeah. know? Again, we're all telling the same handful of stories. Yeah. So. I'm perplexed as to why people are saying it's like the worst thing to ever come out. I'm perplexed Couldn't as to why the, the score is so low on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I like, went to Google it because I was like, well, season two. And I was like, yeah. holy shit, people hate this thing. Yeah, like we probably won't get a season two, but yeah, I, I, I loved where the story and went. And I saw online too, like some friends of ours were like, oh my God, what's this garbage? And I was like, what? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. You just, I mean, People are Jesse, just so different. You and I are ahead of the curve on this, is that we realize, because we are steeped in Arrowverse, that CW drama is the perfect way to explore genre fiction. Yeah. Where you've got great, weird, 
space magic or fantasy space no science fantasy or superhero stuff or some weird genre MacGuffin soup that is poured over it and it's poured over teen drama portrayed by teens or adults yeah i'm so here for it yeah it's great and netflix is now making a cw teen drama with another life ah, i mean I'd stranger things is that also like they're growing yeah, into teens with now kids, yeah stranger um, things season three was awesome that's i i haven't done a show about that either i'm i want to but like it's now fading from my memory so who knows if we'll get there but i'd want it on the record that i really love stranger things season three uh uh the chronicles of shannara which I is, should watch that. It's an point. honorary CW uh, yeah. uh, teen cheese fest, except yeah. it's MTV and Deathstroke so is in it's, it. it. Deathstroke is in it, right? Yeah. And, and since it's MTV, it's also like sexed up. Fuck yeah, bring it on! I I actually can't even imagine what that show is like. It's it's so deliciously bad. I love. I've I've watched it like three times now. <laughs> I've got to it's, see it. And people. People that love the books, like for the most part, despise the show. That's funny. Yeah. I want to read the hundred books. I do but too, but I'm going to wait till after the show ends because we're only getting one more season. Yeah, they announced that the seventh season will be the last. Uh, bless you, Miles. <laughs> it's my dog sneezing, and let's call it a day because we just recorded three podcasts in yep. a row. Bing, bang, I am boom. exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, at the very least, we'll have nice podcast release schedule for the next three yeah, weeks. You've got so a good thank buffer. you for that, Doug. You're welcome, and thank you so much for. Um, being my consistent guest for the last few weeks. I was going to say, I thought we were talking to the audience. I was going to say, thanks for tolerating all this. I mean, I I feel like you're just going to be a part of this show. This <laughs> and I have thought, uh, like we said, I've thought about changing the name of the show. Um, and we'll we'll talk about that more in the future. Yep. But something that... I know, because you're having a hard time because the science fiction... Uh, Podcasting Association of America is coming down hard on you. <laughs> and they're like, listen, if you're going to do... Two superhero science fiction episodes. Then you're you fired. need to have one about actual science fiction. So yeah. we sandwiched well, uh, our two superhero shows with I know. some sci-fi meat. Everything of Star Doug Wars. said was a lie, except for what we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've done shows about like my band Mugatu and Lyme disease and good science fiction. Every once in a while, I'll do a show about something that's not sci-fi because I want to. Because it's your podcast, baby. and I love that. But whatever you want. But my thought about the name change is that. Name change, name change, name change. Like, my, I kind of modeled my name of the podcast after, like, WTF with Mark Marin. Right. You know, where people just call it WTF. Yeah. So, in my mind, this show is called Sci-Fi. Right. And it's with me as the host. Right. Um, and I really, like, over time, certain people have kind of come up as, like, co-hosts. You know, like, you are my co-host for Babylon 5. Yeah. You weren't like we called you a guest. I call it a guest. But it's still it's it's a frequent guest. Sure. Right. And like when Friend Jane show. when Jane comes on and does Firefly, I, I feel like it's our Firefly podcast. It doesn't mm. really feel like my podcast. Sure. So I was I've been trying to think about a name. And also like I don't like referring to myself in the third person. It's always made me uncomfortable and I've always felt weird Jesse saying like the name of my own show, which is weird. You know, it's weird. And I also think it's a mouthful. Like, what's your show called? Sci fi with Jesse Mercury. I right. never like answering that way even though when i first made the name of the podcast i felt like it was perfect you right, know right and there you was also the name that you hated to say there was also this intention of like this being about my sci-fi synth pop music which it very much has been right. but as my health has been a problem over the last couple of years um that's been really slowed down and i've gotten into game streaming and stuff and like no one is searching for me no like it's just like I'm not putting myself in a good position where people would be looking for sci-fi podcasts. They're not likely to click on something for some dude they've never heard of. Right. Um, whereas if there was a, a catchier name that was a little more, 
descriptive as to what the show was, I feel like it might be more clickable. So that's what I've been thinking about. I came up with a name I really like, and I, I'm kind of holding it for now because yeah. I... You, I, you, you told me off mic yeah. you're holding it you don't want to talk about it and now you're talking about it a hint of just like making fun of the idea that sci-fi is not broad enough a category and then you're like oh i really want to tell them the new name i know you got me into metamercury not, not, you got yourself into metamercury metamercury is my it, way it can only to be my fault of right? your need yeah. to talk about the behind the scenes of the show well i i often talk about this stuff with you and cut it out um, oh, I see. Yeah, in the in the historically, guess who just got outed as someone who doesn't listen to the podcast? Yeah, oh, that's fine. Historically, <laughs> like most of the Meta Mercury conversations we've had have been cut out. Oh, so they all exist in one place. So you could exist. You could release them as a Meta Mercury supercut. I mean, if I could remember which podcast they were on, it was like the Babylon Five ones. But um, since I've tried to like get this show back up and running, I yeah. ha- I've been not really cutting out big bulks of content. I've been trying to just make sure that the conversation is good. Yeah, it's good. If if we have fun in the room, the podcast is good too. If we have fun in the room, I don't need to agonize over cutting out sections of it the way I used to. Right, 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 right. right. That was a a weight on my shoulders. You're putting too much burden. That I don't need to You don't need that. I really don't. So um, I've been kind of reconceptualizing like how I approach this show and what I want it to be and... I really want it to be a more community driven thing than just like me and right. my name is in the show and that makes that difficult. Yeah. So I've been thinking about a more sort of collective name and then I want to have co-hosts who kind of rotate through. So I'll still be in every episode and I will still host the show Sure, and it'll be very similar content wise um, because it's kind of turned into like repeat guests. Whereas before I was trying to get new people all the time. Right. And that is just exhausting. I just can't like, People are so flaky. And yeah, and it's, it's just really, it's really difficult to try to. You get. don't need to unless you're doing interviews, right? It's do if you're doing an interview, you don't need. If you're doing an interview, you're better served by having a new interview subject yeah. versus interviewing the same person over and over. But again. But if I'm having conversations, which right. I am, right? It makes you can more even sense. have a conversation podcast with yeah. another person and not have guests for a long time. You know? Yeah, and I actually really like shows that have like two people on it all the time, and yeah. part of me wants to do that. Uh, but I've built so many great podcasting relationships over the last couple of years. Well, it'd be foolish. You shouldn't limit it. Like yeah. I have my opinions and that's fine and fun to yeah. talk about, but there'd be no reason to limit it to just the two of us talking about shit. Totally. And like, I have friends that I really want to keep podcasting with. So I have some fun ideas that I want to try. Um, and the reason that I like to leave to talk about this on the show is so that the listeners know what's up because I don't, you know, I've been tinkering with the show recently as far as changing how I edit it right. and I put in a new outro and I changed the theme music because I had just heard the theme song enough. You know, I, it's not that I dislike the theme song. It's like, well, that's this one era of the show that had this theme song. Right. Let's try something else. Right. And I actually just like tried several of my songs until I'm like, I like the way Saturn sounds. Um, and I then I actually took the vocals out so I could have more music and I actually really like it. But I if I change the name, I might actually switch the theme music again. Right. And just keep the feed the same. It's still going to be a science fiction podcast. Yeah. But I also like want to have i want to have a nerd podcast right. you know you are gonna like, do it the the end of the show has been stay nerdy out there for a while stay nerdy out there and i really love that so sure. i was thinking about like how much i love that and how much i dislike saying like welcome to sci-fi with jesse mercury because it feels uncomfortable to say my own name every time New just because i'm weird name. so but i i like went backwards from stay nerdy out there. I'm thinking, what's a good name for a podcast? And that's how I came up with what I've been thinking about, which I still want to hold on to for now. (laughs) Um, Tease it out. Yeah. But I think if I make, what's funny is that there are some people who are listening to this, who only know the podcast by the new name. 
And it's <laughs> ah, in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Through time travel. <laughs> the, the other thing is like, should I do that or should I just start a new show is the question. Like I, that's the, what I've been kind of, I would rename it because the, the show is, you're not changing the format of the right, show. Right. If you're changing the format of the show, that's like, well, maybe it should there, be a new There podcast. will be some slight format changes, really. but it's more like, you're still going to talk the, the about the format change will be that there will be a new type of content also. But it will be, but it'll be the same structure as what's existing. In general, there will be ep- a lot of episodes of the newly named show that will be identical to this show. Right. You know, it's just I want to do something a little bit different yeah. with it, but it's almost, it's just like an ex- uh, an evolution of what I've been doing. It's yeah, not a new it. thing. Just yeah. rename it. Yeah, because my listenership at this point is low enough that I think that they would that it's not going to be a big deal to start something new if I wanted to. Right. Whereas, like before I before the iTunes changeover and before like my medical leave started when I was consistent, you know, I would be concerned about like restarting something. Cause like ruining all that work I'd done. Right. I've already ruined it. Like <laughs> it's already been ruined by my life situation. So, but, but what I do like about renaming it is that the back catalog still exists and right. Like, you and I referencing our Babylon five conversations, people can just go back in the, yeah. in the history and find it so yeah or people that find whatever the new show brings will also like what sci-fi uh had in its archives yeah so you know what i might do is actually make this episode the last episode as sci-fi with (gasps) jesse mercury because we're talking about it right now this is just like when a show gets canceled and you didn't even know that you were watching the last season because they just pulled the rug out from it but it's already been picked up by another network so don't worry about it (laughs) um yeah so i i'm i just need to make a new intro a new album art and i have a song that i want to use for it cool um so i i'm gonna try to do that and if i can't make that work then i'll cut this part out of the podcast and And if you can make it work we'll see you next week on (gasps) (laughs) exactly to be continued question mark But let's wrap it up for today because this was. I thought that was a good comic book wrap up. That was a great wrap up. To well be done. continued. Dot dot dot. Question more. All right, wrapped then, up. Uh, done. Do you want to cre- plug your shit again, or you want to? And then I mean, we're doing. Now we're doing credits. We're doing credits. Yeah. Written by <laughs> Jesse Mercury. Miles the dog. <laughs> Co-written by Miles the dog. Do you want to plug your shit again? Um, I'll plug Radio LARP, which is, you know, who knows when you're listening to this, there may just be the same eight episodes that have been sitting there getting dust on the shelf for the past three, four years, or there may be something new because, uh, we would like to release more stuff on that eventually, but highly recommended as, uh, the creator of it. And that's an unbiased opinion. (laughs) Well, this was so much fun. Thank you, Doug, for continuing to, to provide the good times on this podcast. You're welcome. And we will see you next time, uh, maybe under a new name. <laughs> but as we just discussed, how much I love saying this. Until next time, stay I'm nerdy out with there. Jesse Mercury. <laughs>